I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello, everyone. Helen here. Today, I'm here to tell you about Celine, a podcast recently launched on the RQ network. Step into Celine, a city cloaked in darkness and teeming with horrors. From evil headmistresses to murderous marionettes, black worm parasites, haunted hotels, and eerie sleepwalkers, meet the paranormal investigators of Needle Street newly arrived to battle the encroaching malevolence. Inspired by Poe, Edward Gorey and Agatha Christie, their adventures promise twisted mysteries and unforgettable characters. Immersive audio brings the city to life, blending dark humour with bone-chilling suspense. Join the investigators as they navigate Celine's shadows, where mystery and intrigue await at every turn. And now, you can experience the thrill of Celine in Dolby Atmos. So, search Celine wherever you get your podcasts. That's S E L E N E. Or visit www.rustyquill.com for more information. Hello, folks. Helen here, voice of Azu in Rusty Quill Gaming. This is an advert for the podcast Anomaly. Anomaly is a TTRPG meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios like learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land once vanquished by a dragon, all connected by a shared mythology. The podcast combines the traits of a great dungeon master with those of a meditation guide, weaving tales of fantasy that stretch the imagination, while you learn to centre yourself, find confidence and relieve stress. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural, and Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard, Anomaly is available wherever you find podcasts or at seekanomaly.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-O-M-A-L-I-E dot com. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode and take care of yourself. 
Fallen London is all about choice. Will you offer your soul to a devil? Will the revolting stains you've put on it make them turn up their nose? It's up to you. Play Fallen London, a free text adventure game on mobile or at fallenlondon.com. Sign up today at failbettergames.com forward slash rustyquill and receive free actions. Rusty Quill Gaming. I am your host, Ben Meredith. The king is dead. Long live the king. Hooray! <laughs> it's a better king! Yay! Yes! You've got such a good beard. Take that, Alex. Kings need beards. Kings don't need beards. Wow, you guys are always <laughs> just mean to each other. Is yeah, pretty much. Welcome to the opening, Alex. Yes, that is, uh, that is uh, worth mentioning. So uh, let's go around and people can introduce themselves. And to my right we have... Lydia Nicholas. Bryn Monroe. James Ross. Alex, the king is dead Newell, apparently. Oh. Uh, I'm Alice Bell. I'm a guest. Cool. Thank uh, you for having me. Tell us a bit about yourself then, because they know all about us. They've <laughs> 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 been watching us! They've been watching us. Uh, I am a, I guess, video games journalist, uh, and I work for videogamer.com. Very excited to be here. Thank cool. you, Ben. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I will uh, look forward to disappointing you about that. Uh, so, <laughs> I... I mean, we could restart on a cheerier note. Nah. No, no. It's a cyberpunk dystopia where everyone's slightly mean Spoilers. to each other. That's a good point. Yes, so we are not playing Pathfinder. Uh, we are going to be playing a one-shot of Corporation, um, which is a small cyberpunk game by James Norbury. It's quite good. It's quite silly. And that is what I'm going to be running for you all here. So, um, to quickly talk about the uh, system, it's a stats plus skill system. You add those together, that way you get your target number, and then you roll 2d10 and you try and roll underneath it. Uh, there are extra bits and bobs about it, but that's pretty much the core of the thing. And to describe a little bit about the setting, uh, it is a cyberpunk dystopia. Um, it draws, well, some of its main references are The Matrix and Johnny Mnemonic, so those of you familiar with that particular film know exactly the level. The world is awash with Keanu Reeves. Yes. Oh, God, it's horrifying. It's no more worse than I could have ever and imagined. Hugh, and Hugo Weaving. Don't forget Hugo Weaving. Yeah. The impact is significantly less than I'm okay with this world again. And everything is green and blue. Good, yep. good colours. And you cannot hold more than two gigabytes in your brain. Two gigabytes? That's too much information! Oh! Wow. It's, just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Pentium processor, man. It's going to change everything. Yeah. <laughs> so to describe the uh, cyberpunk dystopia that you are all living in. The year is 2500. Six corporations have taken all the power and the government have clubbed together into the UIG or the United International Government. You work for Eurasian Incorporated, a conglomeration of European and Russian interests who really, really like money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that sounded quite no. <laughs> I actually put on a voice for the podcast. This is what I'm like all the time. <laughs> That's all we really need to know about the setting because I'm running quite a small game. As I said, you are all agents uh, who are the Black Ops operatives. Black operating operatives. <laughs> That's redundancy. Do we get like, our money yeah, from number. ATM machines? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> You're basically individuals who undertake Black Ops operations. <laughs> yeah. They put operation in the name. And it's just... You're Black Ops. Yeah, you are Black Ops. There we Send go. your Black Ops is my name. Yeah, you, do, you do the dirty work for the corporations. You are not necessarily nice people. Okay. And you have been called into your handler's office in Eden Spire. Uh, it's a spire city, uh, which is roughly a thousand stories high, and it's where all the rich people live. Um, you amongst them. You are part of the privileged elite. It is the evening of December the 31st. Yeah. 
Oh, are, they, are, the 31, cool. are the 31 days in December? I don't yes. know. It's 500 years in the future. Maybe the calendars have shifted. It's the, as the 52nd. The <laughs> it's the 52nd of November. De- <laughs> Basically, it's New Year's Eve, guys. It's New Year's Eve. Hey, we don't get any bank holidays. I'm I'm done with this futuristic. This, this is it's a dystopia. That's how you know it's a dystopia. And there are no, no bank holidays. holidays. <laughs> pieces fall into no bank holidays. No maternity leave. Yeah. Sick leave. Kiss the NHS goodbye. You all begin to file into your handler's office on New Year's Eve, as we've established the 52nd of Nov December. <laughs> Who comes in first? Why, it's Lydia. Please describe your character. Well, uh, Henrietta Crunch has this amazing electro-cosmetics built into her face and right down her arms, which are continually dancing with bright lights, playing to a beat that only she can hear in her <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's this waves of, of lights and patterns. She's wearing low slung, rugged, the, the kind of trousers that have so many pockets. Combat Raver? The, yes, Combat Raver. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I mean, she looks exactly like Stereotype Cyberpunk is that. She's wearing a, like a, a tank top, which uh, is also made of smart materials. Unfortunately, it's playing on a slightly different beat. So it's a very but, dissonant Yeah, look. it's a dissonant, it really, there's a, there's a rave going on right in here. Um, <laughs> so she's just trying to really flush out any any latent epileptics. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she's just, she's really, she carries a strobe warning. <laughs> It's, uh, it's quite it's quite difficult really for her to move sneakily because there needs to be a legal notice. Bryn, uh, you follow in. Hugo saunters in. Just Hugo. Yeah. Okay. Just he's a one name kind of guy. Fair enough. Of completely indeterminate nationality. His, his surname might give away too much. Um, he's got. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got. Was it Hugo Italian? <laughs> We'll never know. Um, he's got far too much product in his hair. He's wearing sunglasses inside at night because he's that sort of idiot. Uh, he's got an Im- impressively manicured goatee. Uh, he's wearing a very expensive suit, but it's slightly rumpled as if he might have been wearing it a couple of days. There's no tie. You know, he's an open neck kind of guy. And he just, he just manages to lounge while standing in the middle of the room, not near anything. And uh, it's quickly followed by... Uh, quickly followed by my character. I thought I'd like to challenge myself creatively, so instead of playing a loud, bluff aristocrat, I'm going to play a mime this time. Uh, <laughs> that sounds sensible for an audio medium. I'm glad you agree, Ben. That's, may I say that agreement with me in this, in indeed all matters, represents a significant uh, demonstration no, of No, you can't say that part. because you're a mime. Oh, <laughs> I'm saying it out of oh. character. I'm saying it out of character. My, my character, Quiet Simon, couldn't say that. <laughs> so so what, what does Simon says? Nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've preempted my next joke. <laughs> That's fine. So, Quiet Simon uh, is uh, a failed mime. Um, <laughs> he failed so hard that he failed himself into an incredibly well-paid executive. Yes, exactly. But he's not in the theatre, which is his one true love. Um, so, he is wearing, obviously, a black beret, white face with like panda black eyes and the highly made up, very red lips. And he's obviously wearing a black and white striped, obviously. horizontal striped uh, jumper. <laughs> uh, because this is the far future cyberpunk dystopia, so he's stealthy if he turns sideways and lies next to a barcode. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, um, although the door to the office is already open, Quiet Simon goes up to the door, 
mimes the door handle, opens it, walks in behind and closes it behind <laughs> it after locking it using his mime key. Do you want to have a nice little early roll? Do you want to roll me some, uh, I'm going to say, agility, arts and culture? All right, fine. <laughs> So agility and culture is four, and agility is nine, so it's 13. You rolled 11. So your excess is two. Uh, yeah, he, he as, as you walk in, you're like, oh, Simon, is there an extra door that I... Oh, oh, oh I see what you're doing, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet Simon tips everyone a little wink and makes it, mimes a little... Gun so, symbol to it. That's, that's how mimes indicate to other mimes they're good at mime. <laughs> Hugo does it back. <laughs> so do you Ooh, well, but quite, cheesily. Quiet Simon pretends to catch the bullet, puts it in his pocket, and then mimes I love you. With a little heart in the air, blows a kiss back to Hugo. Hugo smiles. Oh, it's a touching moment so early. So much backstory. Take that <laughs> take that Pathfinder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, following Simon. Uh well, uh Mr. D Medic Watson, that'd be Doctor Medic, Mr. Doctor Medic. <laughs> How is it that every character you ever play in these one shots I instantly hate? It's, it's a talent that I'm going to build a career on, I promise. So uh, Mr. Doctor Medic walks in, takes a moment, and then uh, brings out a little washcloth, washes his hands with some alcohol, closes it again, brings it out again, washes the cloth and puts it back. Uh, Mr. Doctor Medic is pristine to the point of antiseptic. Bleached white hair, slicked to the point where it's almost flat on his head. Along with that, he wears a white coat to signify that he's a doctor. He doesn't have to. It's the future. People don't do this. It's kind of archaic. But he insists on wearing a big, full lab, sort of white lab coat over the top of what's clearly his operative gear. And in the back of his head, uh, just sort of hidden behind some strands, is what's clearly some kind of neural port. Because it's the future, and that's futury. Future. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, it is worth mentioning, everybody has these ports, um, but they're currently empty for everybody but uh, Mr. <laughs> Dr. Medic. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Medic gives a, what he thinks is a winning smile. It's not. He then brushes off a chair and sits down, almost daintily. Yes. Following on... Well, let's find out. I don't know yet, I should say. Yeah. That, well, uh, yeah give us a good story about this. So I gave all the info that Ben gave me to my, my group, my mm-hmm. RP group, and said, you guys sort of crowdsource my character so description you, for me. So you crowdsourced a sci-fi character. That's very meta and I approve. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I haven't actually read any of the details yet, so let's find out together. <laughs> Looking forward to this. Okay, so in walks Ivanka Rosnitov. <laughs> 23 years of age, fifth in line to the throne of the small state of Bosnovikov. <laughs> An oil-rich, cash-poor state with only around a thousand citizens. Some solid world-building going on. Yeah, oil-rich, yeah, yeah. cash-poor, you say. Well, we're, okay. we're a post-oil economy. Uh, right. <laughs> they discovered oil in 2047. Like, only like, if we were around like, 500 years ago. Okay, exactly, right? yeah. So, Ivanka is snobbish. Probably the only oil left in the world. I mean... Yeah, indeed. We're trying to give it away. We can't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> only those little novelty pots. <laughs> I've been to Bosnovikov and I just got this lousy. (laughs) (laughs) All I got was 37 barrels of oil. (laughs) Uh, So Vanga's kind of uh, snobbish, looks down on everyone else for not being ability, even though in truth we are penniless. 
hence why I am now apparently a, a black ops agent. So my that's main what the fourth uh, that's right. My main traits yeah. of haughtiness. Oh, but my character flaw is that I have no sense of taste, so wear awful clothes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> so you're wearing a t-shirt that says I went to a bo- uh, I can't even say it. Yes, quite possibly, although apparently I insist that it is the height of Bosnovikov fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Any, so, any further personal embellishments you wish to add? Uh, well, I mean, I can try and do a Russian accent. I do have a Russian pen pal. <laughs> I like that. I, she, she writes in a really excellent accent. <laughs> uh, so I'll pick it straight up from the page. That. Well, my accent, all our accents, in the last special we did, came in for, I felt, an undue amount of criticism. So I've decided to double down today, and I'll be doing a different accent in every scene. <laughs> Amazing. All of them equally terrible. But you're a master of disguise, so as far as we're concerned, yeah. in character, they're all perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as Ivanka Rosnitov uh, walks in, uh, how does she take her seat? Very upright, very hot, as if she did that training where you have your shoulders Important. tied to the back of your chair. Where, the, the sort of, where's my book? Where's my book? You take it off your head. Ah, oh, there it is. Where's my book? Indeed. She can have a book on her head, actually. I like that. <laughs> So you've got a, a, a fascinator that's like a yeah. book. Yeah, exactly. It's retro fashion. Yeah, book fascinator on head, sort of glides in, sits down, doesn't make direct eye contact with anyone and ignores you because she's very impolite. But yes, dressed like uh, a member of the cast of Absolutely Fabulous. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Quiet Simon directly in, immediately and perfectly mimics the gliding in and the sitting down on a chair exactly next to you and perfectly mimics her movements. Are we here for a reason or...? Well, currently the desk is empty, but after you answer the, ask that question, a door at the back slides open and in walks a very, 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 very large man in a very, very, very expensive suit, um, who is your handler. Um, you don't know his name, he's just been introduced to you as the handler and you've been with him from training. You guys have been on a few missions together, so you are familiar with each other, but not old hats, not veterans with each other. Hello, agents. Hello. Good to see you all, please. All right there! Take what? a seat, please, Henry. Oh, Quiet, yeah. Simon waves. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> so, the reason I have called you on here on this crisp November Eve, no December Eve, I always get that change. Uh, I remember the days when we just had November and December. Of all of the handlers, days. this one. I mean... I'm sorry, uh, what? Nothing, carry on, please. <laughs> 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 what is the job tonight? Um, so surprised you all made it out of basic training. But yes, <clears throat> very sensitive mission for you all now. Uh, one that uh, requires the utmost elegance, precision, and professionalism. Well, I can see you why you asked the rest of us. Glares at Alex's character. I don't. I, I don't know what you're implying. Anyway, uh, let's get down to brass tacks. We need you to recover some information. But the twist is that this information we already have. Uh, we recently came... I'm done then! Hey! <laughs> Let me explain the twist. Quiet, Simon up as a high five for everyone in the room. <laughs> Let me explain the twist. It's not quite that simple. We received from some information on a nanochip. Uh, this information regards a revolution in gene sequencing technology. Something we'd very much like to keep our hands on. Unfortunately, the Western Federation also found out about this. And effectively threatening war, we are going to have to sell it to them. You need to stop that happening. So we're Wait. stealing it from ourselves before we can sell it? Yes. Good. So, <laughs> right. the deal is occurring at the New Year's Eve party of one of our ambassadors uh, in northern Sweden. Uh, one ambassador, Clara Nilsdottir. So you will be going to her private compound in the northern reaches of Sweden and you will be retrieving that chip. 
We cannot let her know what we're trying to do for fear of her being interrogated. We're the only six people of our level who know about this. You cannot tell anybody else. You need to get in, locate the chip, and then we need you to kill everybody involved. Aww. Everybody there, including the Western Federation agents and any EI operatives in the area to make sure this information does not get out. But this Clara sounds nice. Well, we don't care. Aww. Money's nicer. And not going to war with the Western Federation is even nicer. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, you, you say that we need to steal this thing. I mean, as long as, 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 as long as our competitors don't access it, we could just, you know, hack a satellite, crash it, you know, nuke the site from orbit. We'd rather it's like the only way to, to be sure. We'd rather like to keep the information so we can send it to Gemini Bioware. We need the chip first. Ah, fair enough. We want this information. Get now, in, extract, murder all. Got it. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you just kill everyone, they'll start asking questions. So we're oh, going to they'll be dead. nuke them from orbit. <laughs> the Western Federation will start asking questions as to why they mysteriously all died. But they were nuked from orbit, so yeah. it's okay. Will you shut up? We have provided you a cover story. Halfway through the night, the compound is going to be attacked by the Cult of Machina. Uh, are you all familiar with the cult? Of course. It's the opposite of X Machina. <laughs> no, they used to be Machina. Oh, right. No, they, they want to be Machina. The, I'll give you a little... The, the, the cult formerly known as X Machina. See, there we go. I'll, right. give you a, I'll give you a little update. These individuals love robotics, they love cybernetics, and they love AI. So they're trying to turn themselves into robots and, well, Well, they cybermen. sound great. Yes, uh, they're not. They're horribly murderous and they kidnap people and put robot bits in them. They are going to attack halfway through the night. You need to locate the chip and find your weapons and equipment because you will be entering as guests as your cover. So I'll briefly explain how that works. You will only have your basic equipment and uh, we have smuggled in your extra equipment as a supply drop because obviously Clara gets all of her supplies from the EI and doesn't ask too many questions. Out of character, what this means is that you will enter the mission um, with only your reinforced clothing, your combat knife and your pistols. So you'll have your Black Cougar pistol, so very basic equipment. Alice, you have a Liberty Black body space, um, which is a bit of cybernetics, means you have a hole in your chest. I was going to ask, because it just says body space, which is quite ambiguous. She's <laughs> <laughs> got a really good sense of your private space. Like, no, you have a cupboard in your chest. Okay, good. Um, this cupboard can hold uh, either two of your grenades yep. or one of your explosive charges. So you can choose what you'd like to enter with. Um, I'll leave you to think about that, you don't okay. have to make that choice straight away. Thanks. So there are multiple ways in which you'll be able to fulfill this, and we've got a series of plans written out for you, just to give you a little bit of help, because goodness knows you need it. The map has the whole mansion planned out, uh, with its various kitchen storerooms. Your equipment is in the storeroom or larder. There is a security terminal. Mm -hmm. um, which controls all of the security in the area. At the opposite end of the entire At building. the opposite end of the entire building. That will uh, cover the friend or foe program uh, that the automated defences have. So that may be useful. You have the shield generator um, because the compound is within a large force field because mm -hmm. the ambassador likes to maintain a, an amount of forest around her sure. of artificially um, grown trees because the world has been ravaged by a, a war previously and basically the ecosystem is completely screwed. And these 15 little blobs here. As you can see, each one of these little... Uh, the blobs. blobs. Little blobs, yes. <laughs> Each one of them is a pile of Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> the nano chip is hidden within a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> Why would an ambassador have Ferrero Rocher? <laughs> we'll never know. It's such poor quality chocolate. I don't. Hugo, I believe you have been given a hot cold detector, which correct. will vibrate more violently as you get closer to the correct pile of Ferrero Rocher. Excellent. So you need to go in. 
Prepare yourselves for the cult of Machina attack, however you see fit, and find the correct pile of Ferrero Rocher. And then murder everyone. Yes. Gotcha. And then get out with the Ferrero Rocher. That makes sense. Makes total sense. That sounds fairly straightforward. Are there any failsafe procedures? If we kill the ambassadoress, will the compound self-destruct? No. Good. When you say kill everyone, yes. How many people is everyone? Mm, a few hundred. Nothing we can't lose. Okay. Is there a gas or drones or? Oh, there's plenty of gases nukes. you could use. Uh, oh, you couldn't you? No. Uh, not you will be that. using your specialist equipment and special skills to. Uh, we will be shooting them in the head. I'll tell you what, if you just turn that yeah. generator off, I could nuke it. For this quiet. is up to you. You can talk about this in uh, transit. Now. I am getting bored of this conversation. I have other things to do. We have New Year's Eve parties to go to, don't we? So I'm going to leave you with this map and you can get on the plane and uh, we'll scoot you on over there where you can plan. Also, we need to take a little break for our sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's think in a a futuristic cyberpunk dystopia, of course, all conversations are essentially (laughs) practical. So the handler presses a button on his desk, a little hollow screen pops out and you're all shown an advert, which plays as such. It's amazing what Londoners can learn to live with, like having their city stolen and brought underground by bats. For those who love to read and for those who love to play, Fallen London offers a unique narrative which evolves with every choice you make. Define your destiny through the stories you embark on and the characters you cultivate. Explore 1.5 million words of Victorian Gothic London during the reign of Queen Victoria. There are stories about inconvenient aunts, sea voyages, struggling artists, talking tigers, and ruthless devils. The writing will make you shudder and swoon. Befriend, beguile, or antagonise hundreds of characters from diplomats and devils to rubbery men and the elusive masters throughout your journey. Play Fallen London, a free text adventure game at fallenlondon.com or on mobile. By signing up at failbettergames.com forward slash rustyquill, you can also receive free actions to start your playthrough. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online 
you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that message. And the hollow screen slides back into the handler's desk, and he leaves... Oh, that looked like a really good product and or service. It did, didn't it? <laughs> I'm like, am I... Am oh, I... by 20. Yeah. Quiet Simon Mimes patting down looking for his wallet in all of his many pockets that don't exist in his tiny black trousers. So Hugo rolls up the blueprint, shoves it in the inside pocket of his jacket and uh, heads towards the door. Yep, cool. So you've been sent a tweet telling you exactly where your... Um... You've been sent a tweet? I don't know why I said a tweet. Oh, I'll stick with it. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. All, yeah, all of our operation now goes through Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Stayed the distance. Twitter, yeah. Twitter now runs all telecommunications. Well, let's be honest. Like email wasn't fit for purpose, and apparently Twitter took over. Who knew? You know where the plane is, and it's leaving in five minutes. So it's a nice, easy stroll to the airport on the 486th floor of uh, the Inspire. So That's it's fine. a nice, okay, it's, a, it's a nice walk over. You get your flight, and you're now sitting there uh, with the blueprint in front of you, and able to start planning. Well, well, well. I think that the best thing to do would be to send um doc doc. Doctor Medic, uh, I mean, Mister Doctor Mister Mister Doctor Medic to to the, the security terminal because if the if the house defenses get activated against us, it, we're we're simply finished. Now, if Ivanka and and Henrietta want to head to the shield generator, maybe and take that out, uh, we've got to enable the diversionary attack. Basically, that, that, is what that I think. That makes sense. That makes sense. And then maybe Simon and I go go to the equipment and uh, grab it and then hand it out to everyone. I mean, that could work. We need somewhere off the beaten track to meet. I noticed there's a small, obscure little storeroom here which we could all convene at before making our sort of final approaches. So are we wanting to pick up all of the equipment before capturing the Ferrero Rocher or after capturing the Ferrero Rocher? I think we can sort through the Ferrero Rocher after everyone's dead, basically. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I mean, the question is, I mean, depending how many of the machiners there are, we may have the issue of everyone that we need dead is dead, but it's also full of more people that we also need dead. 
and also stuff might get exploded. Yeah! And that might include the Ferrero Rocher as oh, well as some skulls. Well, here's, well, here's a plan then. We kill the shields. I, I turn off the security entirely. The mashingers come in. And then we turn on the machi- security again and it kills all the mashingers. We just make sure that we're they not there when it happens. Kill us. That's, that's not a terrible idea. I mean, we just find somewhere to hole up. You know, it goes off, everyone's all dead. And then we turn it off again. And then we can just sort through the remains of like body parts and Ferrero Rocher. I'm very good at isolating the difference between the two. <laughs> and body parts. Yeah, it's, it's more, I get it's more obvious than you'd think. Do you all think the there, uh, there's something to be said for getting the Ferrero Rocher first, though? Because you can just pretend that you want a chocolate. I mean... Quiet Simon mimes high-stepping stealthy movements across the, sort of the central party room and also eating chocolates one at a time and really enjoying <laughs> them. Well, well I, I've got a detector, so I'll just do a circuit of the main room and and make sure I've, I've approached all the uh, different stacks of Ferrero Rocher. we Russia. should have some people in the main hall just mingling then whilst yeah, yeah. the rest of us do the other things. Just uh, going out with the party. Yeah. Well, Quiet Simon that. mimes having fancy dinner dressed evening lapels. Perha- perhaps them, one or two people who are... Holding a small cocktail and a small plate of canapes. Looks at the you know what it's like, the... Simon, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps two people who are fun. slightly more capable of mingling. I'm just throwing it out there. Not myself, obviously, I'm hitting the security. Pretty, but... pretty good at mingling. Yeah. Well, well, we might need some heavy weapons. <laughs> Sorry, to take I can't out the... hear you over your clothes, dear. We, we yeah. might need some heavy weapons know, to take out the shield generator. It's, it's likely to be well guarded. Well, I can smuggle in an explosive charge in my body space. Which Perfect. We can so that's then, a great distraction. Which we can then rig to explode remotely as well, I am assuming. I am also a great distraction. Do you know what? That's, that's a better use of your skills, I agree. I, I just think stealth would be the best way to get through the kitchen and the larder to get to the equipment. Quiet, Simon raises his hand and then jiggles around excitedly in a way that very clearly means me, 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 me. <laughs> I point finger guns at you enthusiastically. He points finger guns back. In which case, I, it makes sense for me to head through the library and, and try and find my way into security. Um, pew, pew. He starts doing a very poor imitation of the pewing. Quiet, Simon puts quiet his Simon. hands on his hips and just shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew, fine. Okay. Katie McCrew. So, remote detonate the shield generator, so then I can be back in the dining room mingling mm-hmm. and far away from any kind of culpability there. Your detonator has a range of 20 kilometres, so that should be doable. Should be fine. Um, well, would it make sense then for Quiet Simon to place the charge? I mean, is Quiet Simon qualified? Because then you can activate it remotely and you don't have to do the sneaking. Uh, you will be able to place them to make sure they do maximum damage, but it's kind of pop it down and it'll explode it. But it might go wrong, so... Doable, but you are the best person. To do. Quiet, next quiet Simon mimes putting a bomb in his mouth, zipping it up, locking it, and throwing away the key. You know what? You're right. You should probably do. Full it. cheeks like a big hamster. The pilot over the intercom says, "Right, well, we're about five minutes to our destination, so wrap up any plans and get ready to leave." Are we landing or jumping? Which do you prefer? Ah, <laughs> oh, jumping is great. We're we're guests to this party. Let, let's arrive he's right, properly. He's right. Jumping. Yeah, you should arrive in style. Okay, parachutes are to your left. <laughs> you all learned how to do it in basic training, so I trust you'll be fine. Uh, Quiet Simon Mime's putting on a mime parachute. No, then no, stops, no, Then puts no. on the correct parachute. <laughs> um, so you all uh, pop on your parachutes, and the, the pilot counts you in, and the back of the plane opens. You right. could, like uh, Henry puts the, her, her music on speakers and it's just like <laughs> dancing all the way down. Nice. Uh, the lights, lights are going up. Is it, is it slightly foggy or whatever? So she then just becomes like a bright glow. Uh, she rolls and she wins. It's all great. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't drop her dice at all. 
Yes, so it is a Swedish dusk, which means it's quite dusky. Uh, there's a light snow in the air, so the visibility is not amazing. But below you, as you jump out, I'm assuming Henrietta's going first from that reaction. <laughs> you can see the mansion. It's pretty big, and it's inside this fluorescent purple ball. Um, so Try not to land on the roof. Probably kill us. <laughs> Does it have a landing spot? Uh, the, what, for people pa- parachuting out of planes? Yeah. <laughs> I assume that it, 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 it does kind of mansion, yeah. It does, actually, yes. Yeah. There's, a, there's a helipad and then there's a personal pad just next to it on the it's roof. It's got a big P on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the reason that Henrietta is particularly excited is because, of course, it has lights guiding you in. Oh, and no. Then, oh, and there you go. I'm going to jump out the plane as we're probably a kilometre yeah. away from the <laughs> house at this point. We're out, we're out. Everyone's out? Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so yes, you start to plummet towards the house. Are we all automatically going to succeed? We don't need to roll for a parachute jump. No, you don't. Okay. Um, this is covered in basic training. You Tenth are... of my credits to the person who opens their shoot last. Does anybody want to take them up on that ridiculous <laughs> offer? No one ever does. Classic, by which I mean always so our way of playing. It is worth mentioning that you all have very secure subvocal communications with each other. Um, you hope to have a speaker and a microphone buried in your molar. Oh, I'm abused. So if you clench the back of your teeth, uh, you are able to communicate at a low murmur. Telecommunications are covered by Twitter, and I've muted you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a fair solution. Um, yes, it's a private communications network. Uh, you're all on the same frequency, and it's very, very, very difficult to hack at um, up to about 100 kilometers, mm-hmm. so it's pretty pretty much the safest way to communicate. Okay, cool. Uh, so yes, uh, this was covered in basic training. Uh, I've, no one's taking uh, Mr. Dr. Medic up on his ridiculous offer. Locked and reported. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just keep thinking, please call me Doctor. Mr. Dr. Medic. <laughs> 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 Mr. Dr. Medic is my so you all, you all <laughs> land with varying degrees of style as you hit the pad. Quiet Simon mimes tiny flif- little fluttering hands by his side oh, if he's a nice. little birdie. Very nice. And as you land, your parachutes uh, are sucked back into their backpack and prepare themselves for the next uh, drop. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. There are some advantages. It's Cyber future. <laughs> it's worth me asking at this point: Are we dressed even vaguely appropriately, or have we landed I'm, I'm in full in a, combat gear in I'm the middle in a of the front No, you are you. not in your combat gear because all of your combat gear is ah, yes, you say. Spy you are all currently dressed um, as you would choose, but you're going to a formal ambassadorial dinner party. So, like combat rave, but oh, you know how Cyberdog does those light up suits? Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas, just uh, instead of pinstripes, there's like, circuit yeah, like diagrams. Yeah, like a neon yes. line suit. It's it's retro cyberpunk even now. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really over even in 2016. It's like wearing a powdered periwig. <laughs> 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 no, no, Ivanka's going. Oh, that's excellent. That's really really yeah. yeah. So innovative. Have you, have you decided to don something similar, or have you got a different way? Uh, no, different. I'm thinking sort of a kind of blend of purple and orange faux furs. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's a good look. Still with the book, fascinating. And she managed to balance it on her head during the parachute drop. Yes, she's there. (laughs) That's a point, actually. What's the title of the book? Oh, it'll be, yeah, that's a good point. It'll be a different one for different days, wouldn't it? I imagine this one would be like The Great Gatsby or something. (laughs) Uh, Anyone else wearing anything of note or are you just Uh, doing your suit? I'm afraid I'm a boring person, so I'm just going to be dressed really, really boring. Like, I, I just look like when you say boring, boring, what you mean is appropriately. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a tuxedo and I've, I've switched my normal quite stylish sunglasses for sunglasses that spell out the year. Because it's <laughs> oh, easy. Oh, <laughs> it's very nice. Oh, no. Um, so it's just glasses that do it. 
Sunglasses. Which is <laughs> at, at 25001. Yeah. Do you do the future year or the current year? Oh, no, it's, the, no, it's, yeah. get, it's future tech. Have it show this year and change at midnight. Yes. Yeah, yeah did that. I okay, do that. that that's happened. And the mime. Classic LBD. Nice. Sleek, stylish, timeless. I don't know what LBD is. A oh, little dress. dress. Oh, okay. It's part of your standard capsule wardrobe, Meredith. It's true. <laughs> and then you have like a maybe like a. Good... You can't see angry as James ever got one. <laughs> <laughs> to change the shoes out of clutch, you can take it from day to night. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you're all looking. Yeah, it's actually helpful, I think. You are the stealthy one, aren't you? I'm the stealthy one. one. Yes, because you have stealth skin, which means that you basically have chameleonic skin. Um, so the more flesh you show, the stealthier you are. So, <laughs> how, so how little is that black Sh- dress? Showing a lot of thigh. <laughs> a lot of thigh. Okay, cool. You land dressed in your various attires. There are cameras up here. Mm-hmm. So you're obviously being watched, this is a public entrance. And there are some stairs. Good, I wouldn't have put this pinstripe suit on. No, if you weren't going to be seen, it's fair enough. Quite Simon sachets past the camera, <laughs> very nice. So, um, and there is a set of stairs which lead down towards the main entrance. So you've got the entrance at the front, and you've got a back entrance, and you've got the garage. Garage? Garage? Garage. This is garage. a garage podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm watching too much American TV. This is a garage house. <laughs> garage people. Um, there are also numerous windows which are not marked on the map. So because it's a cyberpunk dystopia, all of the windows there are ninety-five windows. Oh, oh. they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna. Oh, is it? Oh. <laughs> they add a new one every year. Yeah, it's okay. So it's got really unhelpful tool tips if you knock on any of them. We're revealing our age. You're trying games. to hold an ambassadorial thing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh. May I suggest Ferrero? Right? <laughs> That's why, guys. That's, it, that's, that's it. why the Ferrero Rocher are at this ambassadorial reception. This is Clippy. Smart houses. Clippy. This is where anyway, this anyway. This is an alternative future where Clippy took over rather than. <laughs> we're looking at a future where Siri and Alexa and, and, and Google now end up in a, in a three way no, yeah. war, but this is a Clippy only universe. Oh, God, it's so bleak. But surely that is the darkest time. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I will be entering through the main entrance. Okay. Is, yeah. is yeah. anybody Slinking off. You're wearing a slinky dress, so. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Quiet Simon will be slinking off towards the garage. Okay, Okay. fantastic. As the four of uh, the four others approach the main entrance, James, I want you to make me an agility stealth roll, please, to get past the cameras. You're going to be taking a minus two because of how much surveillance there is here, but it shouldn't be too much challenge to find an area where Um, the cameras lose you. Agility stealth, I'm trying to beat a roll of. 20, I believe. Minus yep. 2, so minus 18. 18. Uh, 0, 1. What does that add up to? This? 1. So that means you... No, it's up to 11. 11. Oh, yeah, of course, because it's a 10. There we go. It's there are no zeros. Yeah, okay. So you pass by 7, um, which is a fantastic pass. So you, uh, effectively, there is a, a pillar, mm-hmm. and you walk oh, out of nice. one side and just not out the other side. Ooh. The cameras just lose you. It looks, from anybody who's looking at it on the ground, as if another pillar is moving from behind that pillar. <laughs> behind Are you another climbing pillar. a pillar? Yeah. yeah. No, not climbing up the pillar or doing anything like that, just being a pillar. Being a pillar. Being a pillar, <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah, which is actually quite handy because as decoration, uh, the ambassador has laid sort of like these moving house parts. So it's basically, yeah. it's basically yeah. looks like the mansion from 13 Ghosts. Quite Simon embodies it so well. Yeah. Like it's just, it's staggering. It's pretty solid. The it's image easy. recognition in the camera, with 97% certainty, pillar. Are you going for the garage door or the back door? 
The garage door will lead you garage. more directly to the storeroom where you need to be. You're, you're basically invisible either way. Just pick whichever is the most garage, efficient. Garage door. Garage door. Fantastic. Uh, and the four of you um, approach the entrance, and you are met by a effectively a butler um, who has. Is it a robot butler? Is he called Clippy? <laughs> uh, no, it's a human butler. However, he has a, a fantastic wig, um, which looks like two kind of curved pieces of metal just okay. leading out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I see it. Carry on. Yeah. Uh, hello and welcome to the residence of uh, Ambassador Neil Stockton. Uh, can I see your invitations? Which you have. Uh, yes, of course. Here you go. Um, I try and do it without any kind of actual. He takes it contact. with uh, uh, elegantly, um, with a little bit of a flick. He says, oh, "Thank you very much. If you would like to walk in, oh, can I take a look at it?" No, I'd, I'd rather keep it on. How, how else will anyone know that I'm a Mr. Doctor? Indeed. Uh, anybody else? Of course not. This was very expensive. Everyone must see me wearing it. That is uh, as the lady wishes. No, <laughs> sure. Have this. Uh, like gives gives over the pinstripe, and underneath uh, she's wearing a short sleeve shirt, so you can see all the light up <laughs> stuff that is just on the face, down the neck, and along the arms. Like doof, doof, doof. Lights are flashing. Very nice. Well, he opens the door for hey, you. Hey, mechanically, everyone likes the lights. True. The only reason I'm disapproving is because I'm jealous deep down. Yeah, it's a mechanical bonus. You can't. Mm. You can't. Can't, Can't stop argue. it. Yeah. yeah. So he opens the door for you, takes the coats and disappears off to a side. He walks towards the drawing room, mm -hmm. and you are opened out into the lobby and through another set of double doors. You can see the grand hall, which is massive, very very golden, lights everywhere. Um, there are little little festive drones kind of hovering around, um, and That's they the best have kind of drone. They have canapes on them, and they they slowly dip down as people raise their hands for, for more canapes. Um, no and one then, pretend to be a waiter. It'll be really weird now. Everybody is dancing. There is a stage uh, with a DJ playing some music, and uh, you can see through the door there are uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight piles of Ferrero Rocher, eight glorious golden are pyramids in the classic style. Suspended from drones? No, they are sitting. On are tables. they tiny little drones themselves? Well, each each piece of Ferrero Rocher. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that makes things easier. First, no, the music is classical music, i.e. dubstep. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's saying, oh, oh, Skrillex, yes, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. Preferred his... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't appreciated until, until he passed away, unfortunately. Shame he went deaf towards the end yeah. as well. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. no one noticed. You walk in. Is there anything uh, you four would like to immediately do? I'll be heading immediately from the foyer into the library on my way to security, but nonchalantly. Okay. Quick information. I mean, could you can you test a Ferrero Rocher whether it's got the chip in it by eating the Ferrero Rocher? Nano yes. chip. Right. Yes, it's nano, but it's not. Okay. Nano. Like in my medical opinion, do yeah. I believe that just by eating them we could all gorge ourselves enough to find them without the detector? Oh, you probably could as long as you have careful tongues. What's this hallway here on the map that I'm pointing to? Fast uh, yes. at the very, very back of the building. Yes, uh, that is a um, just a general storeroom, um, kind of a tech cupboard basically, okay. where they keep the, the boiler works and uh, the various things that keep the, mission, the, the house running. Oh, suspiciously, like there. there's a lot of cover. There is actually, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I drew that in for no particular reason. Okay, good, yeah. good. Uh, we don't pay any attention to it then, because yeah, exactly. we rub it off the map. Yeah. I'm going to start circling the party, chatting to people, not staying too long in any conversation, uh, and position myself near piles of Ferrero Rocher at periodic intervals and scan them with my hot cold detector. Fantastic. I see how efficiently you do this. Can you please give me a, let's say, a presence and... Uh, Lying acting? 
Yeah, I'll allow lying and acting to uh, uh, get through this social situation uh, in a very streamlined manner. My target is 15, I rolled 10. Cool, so uh, you passed by 5. Yes, uh, you're very, very efficient at introducing yourself and extricating yourself from conversations without seeming rude. And you, in fact, make a couple of friends. Seems around. Bonus friends. Yes. Oh, it's a shame that you'll have to kill them <laughs> imminently. But aren't the real deaths the friends we made along the way? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I like the thing that you end every conversation with, yeah, I am going to add you to my professional network. On <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, so, um, yes, uh, Lid, Alice, anything? Uh, I'm just following around through the party. Cool. Uh, uh, everyone is, is paying attention to you, you're dancing very well, and people are like, oh. Yeah, yeah. really good, yeah. Helping when necessary to help, uh, support him and extricating Perfect. and moving around. Uh, when we get to the end of, of that, maybe I'll say, how about we? Uh, how about we try going into the drawing room? Hey, it's worth mentioning, yes. As you as you scoot past each, your detector doesn't vibrate any harder. Um, it, it is worth mentioning that it vibrates a little, little more in this side of the room. That being the left-hand side from the entrance. Yes, uh, the side towards the kitchen and store. And Gary. Uh, yes, that is all in the same. I think. Uh, lovely. Um, Alice, how about you? I think I'm going to try and sort of yeah, circle around the room and then just. Maybe slip out the door at the back Okay. the uh, kitchen there. And anyone how are you trying to slip out? Are you making excuses or trying to hide yourself? I'm not really trying to hide myself, but not trying to draw attention, I suppose. I wouldn't say stealthing, but no, I guess moving with the confidence that a, an, an arrogant upper-class woman would. Okay, in which case I will accept a presence lying and acting. Okay, so that's uh, nine. Ooh, and you hit nine. nine. That is still a pass. Pass by yes. zero, but a pass nonetheless. Uh, yes, you're pretty sure you managed to uh, in give somebody a really rude look uh, in trying nice. to you know, have your, well your big haughtiness and they're probably a little bit offended, but you do get through. Good. Um, and no one has tried to stop you or anything. So you find yourself um, in what looks like a service hall for the staff. I'm glad they're offended. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's no better than they deserve. Exactly. <laughs> so it's worth mentioning uh, that, James, you station yourself next to the garage door, mm-hmm. and as a particularly fabulous hover car comes in and is invited in from the other guests, you slip inside and uh, secrete yourself behind a pile of uh, tyres for some reason. Even though it's hover cars, it's just very odd. Mm. I'm, I'm hoping there's a, a rack of snowmobiles in one corner of the garage. Do you know what there is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's really, uh, really handy. Um, hover snowmobiles. <laughs> which is, they've got skis on the front, but nothing on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so they just scoot around. Um, so, after you've... Uh, clocked the snowmobiles and moved in. The garage, um, these people are staying towards the front and you can get round a corner and you find yourself in a, in a vaguely deserted area um, with another what looks like a loading entrance and exit for, for stores, which probably leads to the storeroom. Quiet Simon sidles up to the storeroom door. He's, what well, he's miming, like his focus at this point, but what he's visualizing <laughs> is another door. And there's a romantic backstory in his mind between this door and the door that he's sidling towards. And they're destined never to meet because they were fixed in opposite walls in the same room. Is there anything quite as sad as an invisible mime? Like that's no one can see how well this just it's just the worst. So how does this how does this tragic love story end? With the two doors touching handle to handle, and as (laughs) as, as their handles embrace, 
one handle turns the other handle in order to open it into a world of delight beyond. Okay, so what you're saying is Quiet Simon opened a door, <laughs> but with just an incredible amount of drama behind it. Yeah. He, just, he flings the door open, finally freeing the two doors from their terrible... Prison of Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If, any, if any door opening ever merited Arts Council funding, it would be this. Incredible. And as you open, you look into the storeroom, uh, you see a couple of piles of Ferrero Rocher on your side, and a, a large, suspicious-looking attaché case, which is the size of a small lorry, <laughs> probably hold five agents' worth of equipment. A small lorry? Yeah. We have lots of equipment. An attaché case size of a small <laughs> lorry. They get bigger. Yeah, deal with <laughs> it. Okay. The cyberpunk L- lorry, future, James. Lorries have been miniaturised, but attaché cases have merely yeah. grown bigger. <laughs> Actually, it's, like, it's like elephants on islands. It's worth pointing out that in uh, 2300, the concept of attaché cases was just bought out by uh, the lorry industry. <laughs> you, just, you have to call every box that holds something an attaché case. Right, uh, gotcha. So it's a nice little bit of world building for you all. Okay, and, thank uh, you. Quiet Simon, uh, having rubbed his hands with glee, moves over towards the attaché case, moves a single white-fingered glove atop, across the top of the case, searching for entry points to within it. Yeah, two catches that you can catch. Simon takes the two catches in his fingers and flicks them up simultaneously. The lid lifts with a And inside you find five suits of armor, a lot of grenades, a very large machine gun, your beloved chainsaw, and... <laughs> I totally forgot he was a mime with a chainsaw. I, I didn't. That's the sad fact, I didn't. There's an invisible mime with a chainsaw running around this party now. Hey, not yet. And uh, on that lovely little loot box, I think we'll end the episode. Now there. it's a party! <laughs> so, uh, thanks for joining us, guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. Intrigue, espionage and seduction. After being stolen by bats, London sits in a cavern a mile below the surface where it has somehow continued to thrive. Welcome to a dark and hilarious Victorian Gothic underworld where every choice has a consequence from the style of your hat to the price of your soul. Be the editor of a newspaper, seduce a squid person or become a monster hunter at Watchmakers Hill. The choice is entirely yours. Fallen London offers you different stories depending on your character's choices. Who you've angered, who you seduce, who you've robbed, where you've been, and the secrets that you know. Fallen London is a free text adventure game that you can play on mobile or at www.fallenlondon.com. Explore over 1.5 million words of Victorian Gothic alternate history. Welcome, delicious friend. Head to failbettergames.com forward slash rustyquill to sign up and receive free actions. trying really hard just so you know that I'm definitely putting the effort in to rolling appropriately.
Does <laughs> your description imply there was a level of agency to dice rolling that I'm not sure necessarily applies? Uh, choosing situations in which your target number is higher. Oh. Right. Knowing what your skills are. GM the f*** out of you that will <laughs> <laughs> GM the fiddlestick out of me. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That was quite I got it out. Joke. I got it out at the start. It's fine. <laughs> I just need to re. Uh... Oh well, we're in a f- at it now. Whee! Flaps. Wings. Flaps. <laughs> Bums. Oh yes. I won't do it again. Bums. Flat paps. Disappointing. Look at that. It's so disappointing. <laughs> I love that they've, they've all, all three of them have hidden behind pillows as if what about what is about to happen is too terrifying. Never watch <laughs> sausage being made. Come yeah. on, like. <laughs> To maintain respect for Otto von Bismarck, don't watch him while he is trying to come up with epigrammatic sayings. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> he got that, no, it was genius. <laughs> he does most of it on the toilet. <laughs> you know where the plane is, and it's leaving in five minutes, so it's a nice, easy stroll to the um, port. Airport. It is an airport. <laughs> Jesus. I was like, space? What's cyberpunk? Spaceport? We're to- not in space. To the, the airport. Airplane house. Airport. That's that's so futuristic. Space. Um like yes. that, but with neon. Like, you try that again. Yeah. <laughs> they might have some flashing lights at the oh, top of buildings as well. This is all making oh, it true. Oh, God. Heathrow, um, Terminal 25. <laughs> what? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> In the year 2500, London is just terminals of Heathrow. <laughs> Imagine this one would be like the Great Gatsby or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone else? Oh, I imagine because it's utterly tasteless and you're basically like sort of a Trump, Ivanka Trump, oh, and yeah. it would be the best Gatsby. Oh, <laughs> the greatest. Yeah. Terrific. <laughs> Make I've Gatsby seen... great again. <laughs> I've seen other Gatsbys, they're nothing like this. Sad. <laughs> Did I mention this is now a satirical thing? <laughs> yeah. How little is that black they're, dress? They're in a lot of thigh. In a lot of thigh, there's a, there's a dangling issue. There is. <laughs> <laughs> at, least oh. the, at least it was the favour of stealthing. Yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. On the plus side, if there's bright sunlight, I, I can tell you what time it is. <laughs> so. Never making it to an edit! Never in a million years! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're in a room full of people and all of them are spitting. <laughs> wow! Nice wow. time, Alex. Thanks for putting that fun. Simon Mimes rubbing his hands in vigorous glee <laughs> and then takes high steps towards the attaché lorry. Is, is Quiet Simon played by um... Robbie Rotten? <laughs> what? I don't know who that is. From, uh, this from week's hottest t- meme. Yeah, for, from Lazy Town. I was going to say Jim Carrey. <laughs> okay, we are the number one, but yeah, yeah. too many mimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're just doing Yeah, me and Ben get it. We're being young. We're being hippers down with the kids, Yeah, You should try it sometime. It's, it's, yeah, Alex, you understand what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just being young. <laughs> this is just like a couple of ages. Yeah. I'm not very good at judging ages. You could be anywhere between 12 and 45, for all I know. Right? <laughs> I, I, just, I just genuinely have no idea. 
Hi everyone, it's Helen here, voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne and host of Enthusiasm. Today I'm here to tell you about Divisor, a podcast on the RQ network. Divisor is a dark science fiction audio drama with elements of horror from Harlan Guthrie, the mastermind behind the unsettling and addictive series Malevolent. In this immersive tale, we follow Sun, a young man who awakens aboard a spaceship bound for Earth on a mission to recolonize a desolate planet. However, Sun's journey takes a sinister turn, and he discovers unsettling truths about his world and himself. The entire series is available for you to listen to right now. So, search for Divisor, that's D-E-V-I-S-E-R, wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit www.divisor.ca or www.rustyquill.com for more information. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode.